the volume. are live one sleep away welcome back to the money line monaco pod wednesday june 21st appreciate you joining me live on amp we have i don't even actually know with so many trade rumors here in the nba where exactly to start i actually do want to point out an nba draft thought here to kick off the program appreciate you money line monaco on all things social, if you're on AMP, let me know you're in the chat. Let me know if you're betting the draft here. Look, the swings at the two and the three between the Hornets and the Blazers with particularly two men, Scoot Henderson and Brandon Miller, has essentially finally settled in and we have ourselves a one-two. Now, at the moment, we see Brandon Miller at about minus 470. To go number two overall, the Hornets, which I believe is the correct pick. Now, we've been on this. In fact, last week, you go back to my amps, it was plus money for both of these gentlemen. And again, these swings have happened for a couple of weeks, almost day by day. You've seen a couple of these guys with a couple visits to these respective teams. So odds moving rightfully so. But last week to yesterday, We saw a little blues clue in the sense that Scoot was maybe going to go to Portland. Brandon was going to go to the Hornets. But then after that, for almost a week, we sat here and saw the Costanza opposite. And so I can't tell at the sports books. Again, not a woe, Shams in the weeds reading 900 NBA trade rumor clickbait articles to try and make my assessments. I try to look for the top tier, actually, news reporters in basketball. And Woj goes on yesterday afternoon, about 12, 14 hours from this moment, and essentially says the Hornets are taking Brandon Miller. The line swings so quickly, so drastically. Value is gone. We have a one-two. Now, too late to fire. On Brandon Miller at the two. But what we can do is we can sit here and, and feel free in the amp to let me know. We can pontificate. We can try to little Sherlock Holmes it, if you will, of what's going to happen at the three spot. Now, again, the Blazers in a weird spot have a couple of ways they could go. Talk about needing to go into the Portland green fields for some top shelf meditation, a little of vis- little visualization as well. What do the Blazers want to do? What do they want to look like? We know, of course, they got Anthony Simons. They got Lillard. Jeremy Grant off the books. Could come back if he wants to. That's about the, the biggest key pieces you're getting right there between the Blazers. But two things that have happened in the last 24 hours in the rumor mill that we have to talk about because I think they directly affect Portland. Now you look at this lineup, and again, they had they drafted Sharp, Shade, and Sharp. Not a bad draft pick as well. Nurkic is on the team. They're a they're a bad team, but they're not as poorly constructed as you would pontificate. Cam Reddish was a decent 
acquisition. Matisse Tybull, a decent acquisition, in my humble opinion, midseason last year. Kevin Knox somewhere buried on this, this depth chart, I believe, as well. They got a couple of pieces, right? You start to add in and fill out this roster with of a Zion Williamson, a Paul George, and we're going to get to these two men in a second. You start to look at the Portland Trailblazers a little bit differently. So right now, and again, I'll, I'll give this example. I've said it multiple times, but this is how you have to bet in the NBA offseason if you want to make money. You have to look for the value. You have to get a you have to get ahead of Bitcoin or Ethereum before the bump. And right now, the Blazers at the three spot. And I'm not saying the Blazers are going to do anything at the moment. But what I am saying is on the Western Conference Futures Board at the 65 to 1 value of the Blazers to just win the West in this spot right now. And this is going to sound crazy. But I'm going to give you an example on the NFL like I did yesterday just to remind you this is how you make money. I'm I'm going to bet this today because I believe the Blazers are going to do something drastic. If Brandon Miller, and let's, let's really talk this out, if Brandon Miller is going to the Hornets, and to me, Brandon Miller was a sensational fit in Portland. A guy with athleticism can knock down the three. He's got a decent wingspan. We've seen him play relatively serviceable defense on that NATO Alabama team. You can go on and on about the ceiling that Brandon Miller could have. But Scoot Henderson on the other on the other side of the coin, a little more of an athletic freak type prospect than Brandon Miller. Brandon Miller, to me, has a lot more of a polished game. I don't love the G League route. I'm not saying it can't happen. I just cannot wrap my arms around a guy out of the G League going top three. It bothers me. I'm not against it. All roads lead to Rome, whatever they say. But Scoot Henderson sitting here talking about his hand size as his number one asset. Okay, you have the same hand size as Michael Jordan. Whoop-de-doo, Basil. That's great. How's your... How's your team chemistry? G League basketball is get a bucket basketball. I got to be honest. It's a bunch of guys trying to showcase individuality to get to the league. Scoot Henderson, he has the ability to be a prolific passer. To me, looks a little bit more like a scoring point card that's going to try to make moves. I say all that to, to say, does he even fit that well in Portland? I got to be honest, it's the same assessment as the Hornets did with LaMelo Ball. You have LaMelo Ball, you have Dame Lillard. So two things Portland does. They trade Dame Lillard by tomorrow for several pieces. He goes to a Miami Heat. All of a sudden, we wake up. Kyle Lowry, Duncan Robinson, Caleb Martin, multiple picks. Udonis Haslam, just kidding, are on the Blazers. Dame goes to South Beach. That's one potential avenue we could flirt with because he wants to go to a contender. It's west to east as far as trading him to a non-rivalry city team, etc. You can't get much more different on the map and east to western conference with it than Portland to Miami. You're going to trade him and you want assets back. Not a bad thought. Here's the other thing I'm, I'm, I'm talking out. CJ McCollum, Dame Lillard used to dance together. Obviously, CJ on the airwaves like Reddick, but still a player has said Dame needs to get out of there like yesterday. Well, call me crazy. 
Could Dame Lillard lead? Two, two things with a Pelicans-Blazers trade. We know, and I'm not going to talk about it, but Zion's got some off-the-court issues at the moment. Not looking good for Griffin and those boys as far as PR management down in Pelican land. They need to clean that up. They need to act fast. They don't even know what they're doing, I believe, with Zion Williamson on the long-term side of things. What are they doing short-term? Well, he, and I heard this from my guy, Alan Hahn, works at MSG on Get Up, among other programs on ESPN, excellent resource, talking to Alan Greeny this morning. Zion, when he was rehabbing, a lot of the time when he, when he hurt his foot, was in Portland, in the Nike area, getting rehabilitation up there. Now, Dame and Zion, to me, are an excellent fit as far as style on the court. Unbelievable one-two. You can build around Dame and Zion pending that he's healthy. That's one thought, is they swap the three pick. And remember, David Griffin is a huge picks, really, to me, a top three type GM in the sense that he's got a Sam Presti element to him. He's always thinking two, three steps ahead. That's the general manager for the Thunder. He's figuring out how to mix and mingle pieces. Look look what he did coming off the Anthony Davis trade. The Pelicans haven't even bottomed out. They, they figured out a way to not bottom out. So the Zion experiment is not proving to work. I don't know that it's it's mutual per se, but on the board, we have the Blazers that could either acquire a Zion, they could trade Dame, or we're talking about completely pivoting off the three pick, going somewhere I haven't even thought of yet. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com, A-N-G-I.com. This is a perfect site. For someone like myself who had to move cross country working in the sports world on a dime. I'm talking about handy people, landscaping, plumbing, electrical, remodeling, you name it. And I needed all of it when I moved to New York City. Angie was the perfect app for me. And Angie's list is now Angie, your home for everything home. Angie doesn't just get your home projects done. Angie gets them done well. With 20 plus years of experience combined with new tools to simplify the process, Angie makes completing home projects easy. With over 220,000 pros in our network, Angie makes it easy to research, compare, and hire pros to ensure a job done well. Angie can help you get the best price for your project. Angie has projects that are priced upfront and clearly lays out the cost before you buy. Angie has cost guides to tell you what others have paid for similar projects, both nationally and in your area. With Angie, you can request quotes from multiple pros in just a few taps. The pros in our network are locally based. The pros have been rated and reviewed by others in your area who have actually used their services. In just a few taps, the Angie app or clicks on the site, you can have Angie tackle your home service project from start to finish. Or you can research and connect with local pros for your specific project. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Let's talk out Paul George because Paul George, to me, if the Clippers are going to make a move, I, I have to sit here and say that that absolutely shakes up the league. Now, Paul George from the Clippers to stay in the Western Conference, I'm not quite sure 
That's going to happen. A very wise Ty Lu, Steve Ballmer run, top to bottom team that's again put incredible rosters together. I am actually a little upset that they're thinking about blowing that up when they haven't even given it a healthy run. Kawhi hasn't been injured since Toronto, or hasn't been healthy since Toronto consistently. Paul George has been banged up. What do you do with the Paul George sweepstakes here? Please let me know in the in the comment section if you have any thoughts on it. But this is the impact and the domino effect that I spoke on yesterday of Bradley Beal to the Suns. It's a copycat league. It's a copycat world. Everyone's wearing Kith. We got to wear Kith now. Who cares if it's 450 a shirt and you have no idea what's on it? Everyone's wearing it. We got to wear it. New balances are back. Everybody rock some new balances. 10 years ago, new balances were mocked. The point is the three, the big three Heatles thing has been otherwise on sports media land been pitched as it ain't happened. It's come and gone. I got to be honest. I completely disagree. I completely disagree. I'm not sitting here saying that a big three, not stylistically a great fit with no vets and no depth is going to work in Phoenix. I'm not sitting here saying that. I'm saying what Phoenix did with this new ownership was put the pedal to the metal and the pressure on all of these other competing teams. Denver, and I spoke this out yesterday, Aaron Gordon and Michael Porter Jr., once upon a Tinseltown time, were number one prospects out of high school. This, this was a constructed team to the point that it's so deep, and Bruce Brown is opting out, so that helps the league because he's going to go get his bag, rightfully so, like clockwork. But it is such a situation up there that in Denver, you have to be so clever with how to take them down. It is a potential dynasty in the making. If they're going to play that selfless and they're going to create that kind of a company culture, as long as Mikey Malone calls calms down on calling out the Lakers for absolutely no reason, they have no reason to carry on. So you're going to have to make gargantuan general manager moves. Who goes out and gets Paul George? I'm seeing DeAndre Hunter might be shopped. DeJounte Murray might be shopped out of Atlanta. I guess I could see a Paul George going to Atlanta, DeAndre Hunter, a DeJounte Murray, something of that ilk being traded. Maybe it's a Murray for Paul. I don't know that that makes me want to press a button, though, as far as the ROI. Now, the example I gave last episode that I'll give one more time because this is how you make money on futures is you bet teams before they make big trades. And you will get a ROI. You will get a cash out. Say you put $100 down on the Blazers at 65 to 1. They go out and get Zion Williamson. And maybe another piece. Let's say Jeremy Grant wants to re-sign and they trade for Zion Williamson. Guaranteed. Charles Barkley guaranteed. It ain't going to be 65 to 1 after that. So after that example... Of 65 to 1 before a trade goes down. And, and the NFL example I use is the Denver Broncos. 36 to 1 to win the Super Bowl before Russell Wilson. They got chopped down to 16 to 1. You put $100 down, you would have got 180 back-ish on that purchase. So, we sit here today and we have to, we have to fire. Because again, you can also cash out. You could put $100 on the Blazers. It ain't going anywhere. It might drop $10, $15. Sometimes a fan duel does that. Sometimes they don't. The Portland Trail Blazers at 65 to 1. 
with options, with a franchise player that's barking, that's talking. And again, I'm exhausted of it. I tweeted I'd rather read the dictionary than watch a Ben Simmons comeback tour on Overtime's IG or a gosh darn Dame Lillard quote from a podcast that we just simply don't care about. I don't really even care. But what I am sitting here saying that is worth and catching my attention is if Brandon Miller is going too. They don't want Scoot Henderson. I'm telling you right now, the Blazers... If they go Scoot Henderson, they might as well trade Dame Lillard. What's what's the point here? You're going to ask Dame Lillard to compromise with a young kid, or they're going to put Scoot Henderson in a two spot when he's a guy that needs a ball in his hand? It just doesn't sit right. They're going to go with one of those twins, Thompson. I don't see it happening at the three. Something is going to happen by the end of the day tomorrow. It is in the NBA it's almost in the dictionary of, of the encyclopedia of the NBA rules. Three spot. What are we doing? Two spot. Teams getting ownership shifted. So much pressure. Portland will not get this spot. I would envision much more as far as franchise player with a top pick and names like Zion and Paul George swirling. Now, does Paul George to Portland wet your beak a little bit as far as six look 65 to one to win the west if you say this out loud let's say they give the clippers the clippers would get scoot henderson and i gotta be honest they need a point guard scoot henderson goes to the clippers you'd probably give i I don't i don't know on this portland trailblazers roster who they're married to they wouldn't give Anthony Simons. There's just no way. Maybe they give the young kids sharp, but this is where the Cam Reddish, Matisse, Tybalt pieces come in to have a little bit of meat and potatoes. I think those two players are someone that the Clippers would want to acquire. Clippers get Scoot Henderson, maybe a Matisse, Tybalt, Cam Reddish type player. Maybe they throw out Shane Sharp. I'm not sure, but only reason that would get debunked, two elements. Dame Lillard, made one of the most epic game-winning shots in Paul George's face in his jugular, did an all-time pose, and it still gets tweeted to this day. Can Paul George put that pride in his pocket? This guy got me so good, I'm going to join him because together we can be great. Or, Or it works the opposite, and Dame Lillard or Paul George and this Clippers mindset, they're not trading a contender to a cont- uh, which would otherwise now be a contender. They're going to trade him to the East. It's back to my conversation about the Knicks. You have to sit here on a Miami Heat, New York Knicks Wednesday and say to yourself that 17 to 1 and 7 to 1, respectively, something is happening. Give me a Eastern Conference team that is more appetizing to trade with, with assets, with pieces. I even saw Colin talk about DeAndre Ayton and Mitchell Robinson getting swapped. A little Phoenix, New York Nick because they have no dog and interior rim protecting presence in Phoenix and the Knicks need a score and a big. They have a ton of DOG. So that would be an interesting thing. I'm out of here, but ultimately I just wanted to speak on a couple of trade rumors. It's early in the day. I'm recording this early. It's 9.15 Pacific on a Wednesday. There is so much to unfold and unpack throughout the day. Pending when this hits your ears, we just have to think about what could happen. Another rumor my guy Paul just reminded me of, appreciate it. 
Zach Levine to the Knicks. Now that's East to East crime, Chicago, New York. That's the only thing that debunks these things is it's such a close, tight-knit league. And then do you want to help out a team even if you're helping yourself? I mean, next thing you know, you end up in Toronto land and no one wants to trade with you because you have to win every trade. I think Levine to the Knicks is very interesting, but all, all things equal, it just goes back to Knicks at 17-1 to 1 being appetizing. They, you look at the teams that aren't in the NBA, tra- NBA draft mix that still could make noise in the draft. I'm going to sit here and say the Knicks and the Heat are the one too because they have assets, they have options. And when you have assets and options on a day like this, when you have a desperate team like Portland, something has got a Jack Nicholson give. So pay attention. I am on a sick kicker here. I'm going to take, I'm going to sprinkle on Portland. I'm literally going to sprinkle at 65 to one when I get off this zoom on the, off this amp because something is happening. It just is. If they go scoot Henderson and do nothing else, I will rip up my digital ticket. I will rip it up, cash it out, donate it. I don't know. hundred dollars, 65 to one. That's 6,500 ROI. If you put a hundred dollars down and the blazers, just we out, we're out here on this. Dame Lillard, Anthony Simons. Let's say they get a Jeremy Grant re-sign. Nurkic and Zion Williamson. With a sharp and probably wouldn't be keeping a Redis or a Tybalt. No chance. Off the bench. Is that not a team that's going to at least go to a 50 to 1? I mean, that's all I'm saying here. I'm not saying they're going to win the West. I'm saying we're going to make a little money if we hypothesize correctly. That's all we can do. Now, if Woj goes on and triples down on Brandon Miller going to the Hornets and minus 470 stays, and I'm in New York, I can't bet it, but if you're in a city where you can bet these props on the draft, I would I would park yourself on Scoot Henderson on the three. I, I would actually, I would hold back. But I would probably hammer and figure out a way to get Brandon Miller in some sort of parlay on him going too. Because if Woj is dropping that, he ain't lying. And if the odds reflected it, it's probably coming to fruition. I don't really see outside of the Hornets trading out of that pick. And they need a Brandon Miller. That changing. So something to think about there. Brandon Miller, you can parlay picks on certain books. So Brandon Miller was something. I just don't think Scoop goes three. So this now puts the pressure on Portland. We'll see how the day shakes out. I'm going to fire on the Blazers. And I'm going to consider firing on the Clippers before Paul George. I'm just not entirely sure when. I'll certainly tweet it out. Heat, Knicks, two other teams to think about. Look, this is the world we live in. This was a rumor mill show. Last thing I'll say... On betting baseball, which I am today, follow my picks on Action Network. Hedge your positions. If you are up after seven innings, hedge your positions. Texas Rangers yesterday, up late. Chicago White Sox, plus 700. I bet my Padres again. The Giants got some sort of sick voodoo magic going over there in San Francisco. They can't lose a game. They're coming up on double-digit wins. They can't lose a game again. Giants down late, almost three to one in value. I took the Padres on a flip, 
a coin flip, you have to adjust. You baseball is so sick and so quick to change. You have to pay attention. Cash out your positions after the seventh, eighth inning or hedge them. Are you going to get cooked like me? Wake up and bet tennis on a Wednesday and you don't even want to. Appreciate you. Always don't forget to hug your mothers. We will see you tomorrow on draft day. Ta-ta real smooth. The volume.